we don't have to have it all figured out immediately. And there are really going to be days where it's going to be tough and we don't know and we're always asking yourself, Pano ba to? I don't know how to do this. And it's okay to ask. Hello, supers! Welcome back to Paano Ba to the Podcast, a Spotify exclusive produced by me, Bianca Gonzalez, and Animal Podcasts. Welcome to the final episode of this Paano Ba to series on mental health called You Matter. This series is for you supers who have been sending me letters and messages asking how to deal with your anxieties, emotions, and overall well-being. So for the past nine weeks here on You Matter, we focused on different topics from opening up to anxiety attacks to relationships, and today, we're talking about mental health in the workplace. Ang laking parte ng buhay natin ng work. At minsan, o oh, madalas, this is what causes a stress and a roller coaster of emotions. So, paano ba to? Let's talk about mental health in the workplace at paano nga ba maging happier, healthier, and more productive with our guests from Mind Nation, a global mental health and well-being company. Our two guests have also joined us in past episodes. We have Kat Trevino, their head of communications, and Aza Fusingan, their chief well-being officer. To know more about Mind Nation, visit them at mindnation.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mind Nation. And also, of course, to book a session with a Mind Nation mental health expert. Download the Mind Nation app via Google Play or the App Store or send an email to book at mindnation.com. Like I mentioned, this is the final episode of You Matter, a Panabato mental health series. How to better our well-being if we're feeling close to burnout? What are the most common mental health issues in the workplace? And how do you know when it's time to leave your job or if you should stay? Plus, what can or organization, companies, or groups do to better care for their team's mental well-being. We cover a lot in this episode, so let's get right to it. Okay, this is a hot topic and I think so fitting that we end this series with this topic, which is mental health in the workplace. So you deal with this a lot, so I know that you know this by heart, that so many people are getting stressed and overwhelmed with their work. In the past two years adjusting to work from home and then now again adjusting to either hybrid or back in person work um so what are the things that uh, a person who may be listening to this feeling overwhelmed feeling burnt out can do to better their mental health yes actually bianca it's true you know, there's a lot of people who experience challenges with their mental health especially during the pandemic we experience a situation which is new to us and it actually activated that system in our brain. It's alerted, so it triggered that stress and anxiety. However, we must remember that this is a valid response to these kinds of situations. And same thing is true, that now we are returning to office, like the pre-pandemic times. But then it could still trigger the stress as we are navigating towards adjustment. So change of routines could have an impact on our mental health if we will forget to look after ourselves. So for someone who's struggling with adjustment or for those people who are having difficulty with coping, I hope you will take the time to first manage what you can control. And that is our daily routine. So building routines is crucial for navigating change. At least find a time of the day to be with yourself, like a way to soothe yourself after work hours, a lot of time to have some sort of a breaker or winding down activities. 
you may also set a schedule, let's say, for example, for sleep, for exercise, and practicing that sleep hygiene, which is really crucial. Maybe take some time off your phone. That would be helpful. We can be so exhausted with external forces around us, but at least we are trying to create the calm inside of us. So to create calm, remember the word calm. So C, cultivate positive and healthy mindset. A, allocate time for self-care. L, label your emotions to better take control of it. And M, for mindful practice or being present. Let's choose the calm amidst the chaos. And that would help us to definitely take control. I love what Miss Aza said, Bianca. Tsaka may baon na acronym si Miss Aza. <laughs> Ang ganda. Um, Pero parang ano, to add to it lang also, kasi when, what si Miss Aza is talking about is also in the context of change, right? Specifically during the pandemic, I think many of us, um, myself included, um, got the time also to reflect on what has been happening, if the jobs that we're in are still the jobs that we want, if the passions that we are doing are, are things that are still or are aligned to what's important to us. Now, when we got to sit down, everything was quiet and get to take a step back. Some of us probably realized, wait a minute, this is not healthy for me. And for a lot of us, it was like a rude awakening that the things we were doing in the past, even though parang it seemed normal, it seemed something that we could cope with, they were really not healthy. And in the, and even before the pandemic naman talaga, um, the issue on mental health concerns were already quite big. It was already a crisis. So the pandemic for many of us got to really sit down and reflect. And during that time, and this time of change and uncertainties, something brewing inside of us where we're thinking if this is still the job we want to be in, in the next time that the pandemic happens, are my skills still relevant to what's actually needed in the future? So there was a lot of self-reflection, diva. And changes also, things, industries that we once thought and knew were stable for us, biglang, okay, I don't know what to do now because now this seems unrelevant or unimportant. Not essential. Exactly. Exactly. So you're like thinking, okay, what do I want to do and how do I keep myself stable and secure? So while everything around us is the chaos outside happening also internally, so nakaka-overwhelm um, siya and it can lead to a lot of burnout and for the most part, burnout is a very emotional, correct me if I'm wrong, Ms. Aza, but burnout is a very emotional state. It's not just feeling tired. Tired is just, okay, when you get sleep, you can recover afterwards. But burnout is very emotional and it's mental. Now, you also feel like you can't, or you have, there's no reason for you to move forward. And for me, what I did to get out from that is to really put myself in and give myself that space. Na parang I'm al- I am allowing myself to think and I'm allowing myself for change to happen in my life. And the best way that you can do that is to speak with friends, speak with a psychologist like Miss Aza, so that you can align yourself. If this is still your um your values, if this is still what you want to do, and if the way that I'm coping with this change internally and externally is healthy. Yeah, I, I, I thank you for pointing that out because I feel that, again, my change dati na at home lang now, my change na naman, parang it's just a constant state of flux. And I guess being grounded in work 
where you find value and where aligned siya sa values mo is important to deal with that 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 burnout kasi lahat naman ng trabaho nakakapagod except na kapag may value yung work mo mas i guess that's the fuel that keeps you going you work a lot with companies and organizations so i'm just curious what have you seen are the most common mental health conditions of people in the workplace Actually, with my own experience with clients and also with our own poll survey here at Mind Nation, anxiety and mood disorders are the most common mental health challenges in the workplace. Most employees are having difficulty with setting personal boundaries, especially during the pandemic where we work from home. There's a lot of roles that we need to fulfill, not just an employee, but also as a parent, as a daughter. So these actually like some sort of enlightened us that we're not just at work. We're also like parents. We're also like a daughter. And we need to take care of our mental health and to create that work-life balance. So most are having difficulty with that. And the balance is meant for us to keep our thinking, feeling, and behavior in the most optimal functioning. But because of unhealthy lifestyle, you know, during the work-from-home setup, it's like in our hands, the time that we got to spend with work, And sometimes we could have difficulty with setting these uh, routines for us and also with issues at work. This could be paired with these um, culture aspect at work, with our relationships with colleagues, and this could have like the destabilization of mood. And this destabilization of mood creates negative thinking patterns, also negative feeling. So you feel as if that work isn't that fulfilling enough. So we're talking about the values, right? The core that you actually have uh, an impact with work. So some employees or clients that I talk to, they seem to see work as a definition of their identity as a person. Like they're tied with work. And if they don't do well at work, they're not good enough as a person. Take note that the whole is different from the sum of its parts. It's my favorite, like... Uh, perspective in gestalt. So it means that being a whole person will not be defined by work alone. You have your social relationships, your family, your passion, your core values, your personal health that could truly define the bigger picture of our identity. So in here, I'm not saying that we should not do well at work, but to set a balance because this is what caused all these mental health challenges. And to focus on the holistic perspective on all the pillars or all the aspects of our well-being. Gandang reminder. I, I I wanted to make cuento. I got to interview someone who left her job, I think, in the pandemic, based on the reflection story that you shared, Kat. And currently, nag-move siya to the States. And habang nandun siya, nabuksan daw yung mind niya because here, parang it's such a common practice na parang kunyari, Hi! Hi, I'm Bianca. So, uh, hi, I'm Kat. So, what do you do? And the first answer in our head is work. And sabi niya, being there, it's like nahihiya na siya to ask that because where she is, at least where she is now, parang when you say, hi, how are you? It makes more sense na parang nakamustahin how they're doing rather than what do you do for work or in life. Kasi she said that nabuksan yung mind niya na we're more than our work. We're a daughter. We're a partner. We're a friend. We help in our community. So parang bakit? ang lacking value or status symbol no no work so parang it really changed my perspective as well na parang i think twice now before asking so what do you do for work Ayan, i guess it's because we grew up 
na ganun. And it's tied to what you said, Aza, na parang tama eh. If you put so much value na parang yung worth mo as a person is so tied to your work. Which I know is easier said than done kasi, di ba? That's how we are wired. But yeah, I wanted to ask your thoughts on this cat because in the first episode where you guested, you made point about, you know, being in the rat race. And how do you now balance that wanting to do well at work and taking care of your mental health? Yeah, actually, you're, you're right when you said that it's really easier said than done. When we did a pulse survey or a survey in Mind Nation across all employees during the pandemic, the biggest cause of mental stress for them, apart from physical health, is financial health. And it's directly connected also to their feeling of job security. And for a lot of us, if it may not be directly work or your career, but your ability to make money, your financial status, that everywhere it's a status symbol. It's not something that you can escape from. It defines your worth in a different way, right? That if your ability to succeed in life is defined by the number of uh, money in your bank account or whatever it is, your ability to save or earn or get that bag you want, it's all tied to our sense of self-worth. To pay the bills, to eat something the next day, yeah. to pay for your rent, exactly. pay for your kid's school. Exactly. Those simple things. And so when we think about our well-being in a place or in the rat race, where you, so you say na you can't seem to get away from, what I would do is really carve out time where I can be my most self, that find other things that define me. If in that whole pie that uh, Miss Aza was saying, mm. I purposely and intentionally find other things to do that will help me define so that not every all eggs are in one basket. If that goes away, it's okay. I'm still mom. I'm still daughter. I'm still planeteer. Whatever it is, it balances me as well. And that reminds me na parang every day I can choose to take care of myself first. I will probably um, invest in new ways to make money. And then that grows from there. It's a lot of work, but it, it can be done. Yeah, a lot of work. And thank you for detailing like at least how we can get started because all of this does not happen overnight, but baby steps will get us there. A lot of people in our community have this dilemma. How do I know Natama na. It's time to put my foot down and find another job because it's not good for my mental health. Versus, it's just a tough time. This will pass. And sayang lahat ng taon na pinaghirapan ko in this job because things will get better. I know there's no one answer for this, but I guess what are some points to think about for someone going through this dilemma? Alright, so actually, Bianca, I encounter this case quite often. No? Employees who struggle with their mental health would either think about resigning or think that the challenge will just pass. But there are many factors to consider, as you mentioned. There's no one-size-fits-all approach in terms of this kind of decision-making because this is crucial, especially with our inflation and all the economic crisis that we are going through right now. So for my clients, I'd usually tell them to weigh the pros and cons of either staying or leaving. So writing it down would help. Like what would be the pros of staying in the company or the leaving? So then take prioritization of what matters most at this time. Maybe try to rank the need or priority as of the moment. 
I understand that there are bills to pay, as mentioned, family responsibilities, and the promise of growth that could serve as other factors or other priorities. But I hope that we will take higher priority over physical and mental health status. You know, I would like you to remember we could be easily replaced at work, but our health cannot be replaced. But first off, we need to have a check. Of course, hopefully we could have that annual check, maybe with a doctor or a mental health professional. So if you know that you really need a health break, it's good to communicate also with your supervisor or your HR. Seek leaves and mental health leaves are meant for this kind of recharge. But if you think that there's culture at work that mostly triggers your stress, and your boss is the main trigger, let's say, of your stress, try to ask yourself, is this something I can tolerate for the next couple of months? If the answer is yes, maybe you could try to work on improving what you can control. Okay? Like your lifestyle, self-care activities, trying to reframe the thought patterns if you're having negative thoughts constantly about work. But if the answer is no, that it's like debilitating your functioning. You're having that kind of, of panic attack when you're like entering the meeting or when you're talking to your boss or it really has an impact with your day-to-day activities, maybe it's time to create contingency plans that would help you to set more balance. So it's like you know a lot of factors to consider, but then again, try to see if right now could you still tolerate it? That's the question. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, I'm going to hard sell a bit. I believe that if you feel that it's not a great work environment, encourage your HR to have a mental health program at work. Um, have a company or an organization like Mind Nation to come in. If this is something that you're not seeing as just a you problem, it could be something all your colleagues are having trouble with, with leadership, with overall culture. This is something that we advocate as as an organization that the mental uh, that the space um at work should be a psychologically safe space for you to grow for you to develop yourself in your career and for you to be able to find stability as well as be able to stay there and flourish and thrive there so encouraging whether it's small lang with your team as a leader na parang, oh maybe we can have mental health sessions as a company benefit or with your HR, something bigger, mental health policies, and have all these activities and programs. And I guess boundaries at work that can be put in place to make work more, of course, healthier, right? And it's something that HR and leaders should be very open to investing in all the more now in times of change. We've seen so much change in our clients and the people we've worked with in their level of productivity. It's not just a nice to have. And being able to support employees during this time is very important because it not only shows that you care about your company's growth, but also your employees, not just as a cog in the machine, but as actual people with feelings dealing with so many things just like you. So encouraging that with your HR. If you do have a voice, you can maybe put a petition up with the rest of your team. That could be great. It could be very helpful. For me, and I speak out of my own experience, the sign talaga that really made me um take a step back was to ask um, mentors that I trust. And not just you mga friends mo that will just say, oh yeah, leave it na. Hindi naman nila alam yung context. People who have been there, older people who do you trust people, maybe not necessarily older, but they are in the same life path as you, um, people who have your best interest at heart. 
they will be able to tell, not just tell you, oh, just leave. I have had some people tell me, no, it's not yet the right time. There's still so much for you to learn and to sit, sit down. I think this is just going to be a bump in the road. There's something bigger for you that's going to happen. And then I sat down there and I actually learned so much more. And then when it was time, they were honest enough to tell me, you know what? Yeah, it's really time to let go. And it's time for you to move forward. And so many other things around my community, even in um, the aspect of my faith, has also showed me the way and gained clarity. But a lot of that takes also a great deal of self-awareness and mindfulness. You, more than anybody else, will know when it's time to go. That's true. That's so true. Ang ganda ng lahat ng advice. And I super agree because I know many stories of, even in the same company, like probably the boss who first hired you, when you open up to them about what you're going through, and kasi alam nila yung pinagdaanan mo in your career, you're right, Kat, na sometimes they'll encourage you to stay because they know that it's, to the point earlier, just a bump in the road, versus alam nila na, okay, you can go. Parang it's time to, to seek other opportunities. Absolutely agree with that. You mentioned a bit of this, but if there is any boss, manager, or head of a company or org listening to this, and they want to start, start small in putting in basic policies that can help care for the mental health of their teams, what's a good place to start? Right. Actually, um, I would like to point out that it's actually part of the law, Philippine law, that all organizations need to have mental health policies. You can start very small. A lot of companies start off with a simple webinar to gain awareness. And some will have little exercises, little breaks. My um, best advice is to listen to your employees and what they need. Because also, mental health programs and policies are not cookie-cutter methods. You can't just force people, oh, you know, have a sleep webinar when their problem isn't really about sleep. It's about uh, managing time management. And you do that either by doing surveys. If you're a small team, talk to them one-on-one and ask them how they're doing, not just on a on a program management level, but really just being able to understand what they're going through at the moment. If you can't have an expert in, that would greatly help as well. Some external partner. Like, for example, Mind Nation. And maybe um, Miss Aza can also share a bit more of some of the programs that we have in the organization that have helped also some of our teams. Yes, actually, having an employee assistance provider would help a lot in terms of taking care of the well-being of your employees. So as mentioned, we need to have that needs assessment, what is needed at the moment. Like, uh, of course, giving webinars to the really important but some employees would like to have individual sessions so we have actually well-being packages so that they would know if it's about anxiety or depression that they're going through or they want to get to know more about themselves to love themselves more to have that mood booster at least or the stress buster so they would know what they need at the moment and here at my nation we have actually our mood tracker so that we could identify what you need at the moment so let's say you're having productivity concerns, like you're having difficulty with focus. So taking the productivity program would help you be aligned to your goal, okay? which is either to feel better, to feel good, to feel productive, to feel energetic. So it requires that level of awareness. And we are here to guide you in the journey. We have trained and licensed professionals, so it should be really like smart in terms of choosing the experts as well. 
because there's a lot to offer the practice, but they're not really licensed to do it. So here at Flying Nation, we have these uh, certified and trained professionals to help. Yeah, I have a note on leaders lang, just because I, I, I remember this. Um, if you're a leader and you don't know where to start, the, the best place is for you to also um, educate yourself and train. We have a leaders uh, webinar for mental health first aid because your leaders, bosses, managers, they're technically the frontliners. They're the ones that are able to see when someone's, okay, they're not performing as much as they were before or for those that are trusted leaders, talaga, um, people would come up to them and say, you know, I'm not in this space uh, mentally. And a lot of leaders wouldn't know what to do or what to say. Sometimes they end up saying the wrong thing as well or oversimplifying or over-exaggerating. So when um, you go through a, a program or a training like mental health first aid, you're able to understand and identify tentpole signs signs of if they're feeling anxious, depressed, when do you link them to a psychologist? How do you even suggest to have them go to a psychologist? Right? And how do you even start that conversation? And those signs can include both physical, if you're back face-to-face, or even verbal. And um, it's always conducted with a psychologist as well, so that you are assured that the training is um, at par to what they have for basic counseling. When we have and when leaders go through those trainings, they develop more self, more awareness with their teams. Then they get to understand, okay, this person is going through a tough time. Um, a lot of concerns with a lot of leaders, especially of older generations, like, oh, they're just faking it or they're not, they don't have, it's not, another, they're just not being pushed hard enough. They're too sensitive, etc. But you can't leave it up to chance that, you just put that aside and treat it as something that they're faking or pretending to do. So having that that um, kind of training and learning how to um, really engage with someone who's going through a mental health concerns and linking them to possible experts will be very helpful. You can start off with that. You don't have to have a really big program kagad. But training yourself will help you get that awareness that you need so that you can best support your team. Yeah, that makes so much sense because you might have nga a policy in the office, pero if it's not fully understood by the leader or the manager, parang it's counterproductive yep. then <laughs> to have it. But yeah, and it sets a, a great example. Um, and it may not have been the way when we were starting in the workforce, but at least now we know that we can do this for the future generations because it will be the norm. Kumbaga. Just to wrap this up, I know we're over time ng konting konti, but may I just ask for, because this is the last episode of this series, um, when it comes to taking care of our mental health, what are your final words for everyone listening? So with regards to taking care of our mental health, it is really important that we have that uh, sense of awareness. So taking that step towards knowing what you need, okay, that's the best uh, part of Really trying to love yourself and, you know, knowing these uh, activities that would help you daily to take control because there are a lot of things that really can control. And practicing that mental hygiene on a daily basis or the science of maintaining mental health, it requires a lot of effort. So I hope that when we want to practice something, we need to write down our intentions. It's just better than, than just uh, trying to schedule it. What's our intention in doing this thing? This is for us to feel good about ourselves or to be more productive, to be more energetic. And you have to be specific 
about setting new goals, right? And also, when we want to flourish in our mental health, we could have our mental health professionals, like us, psychologists or psychiatrists, to guide you in your journey. Right now, with the pandemic happening and with going back to work, I know that there would be a lot of changes and adjustments. But it will be significant if we will try to process all these emotions with someone or also with our mentors and our friends that will benefit us to have a better understanding of ourselves. But on top of all, of course, again, you need to know what you need and to be aware of your own emotion. So you could work from there, start from there, little steps will do. And progress is progress, no matter how small it is. Bianca, thank you so much for having my nation as a partner for this podcast. I know you have helped so many men and women with the opportunity to learn more about themselves and to traverse in this thing called life. And it's it's difficult for a lot of people. And if there's anything that I have learned about mental health in my personal journey and also working with a mental health org is that we don't have to have it all figured out um, immediately. And there are really going to be days where it's going to be tough and we don't know and we're always asking yourself, I don't know how to do this. And it's okay to ask. It's okay to ask. There are people that can help. There are you. So make sure that you have enough self-awareness to surround yourself with the people that will be there to support you, will be there for you. And um, make sure as well that you have time and to carve out time for yourself. It's our definition of self-worth is only something that we can define if we allow it to be. And we can only be our truest and best self the moment we feel that we're ready in the moment we say, yes, okay, today it's okay. I, I feel like my 40%, so I'm going to give my 40%. And that's essentially giving your 100%. And by having that thinking that it's okay for me to to have low times, it's okay for me to have low moments and your awareness that there are people that are around you that can support you, the more that you can carve out that space to be better every day. Just a reminder, this mental health series is meant to raise awareness and share advice and is not a substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. And that wraps it up for You Matter, a Paano ba to mental health series. As promised, I am choosing two supers who will get four free sessions with a psychologist at Mind Nation. So if you are thinking of seeking help, if you've been thinking about it, this is the chance for you. Or if you know someone who's looking for a mental health practitioner, this could be for them. So I am posting a link for a super short form to fill out. I'm posting it on Instagram for Paano ba to? So there's going to be an Instagram story highlight and I'm posting it in our private Facebook group. And yeah, this link will be open from today, December 12 until December 20 at 12 noon. So you will have time to apply or even tell loved ones who might want to apply. So again, we're choosing two supers who will get four free sessions with a psychologist at Mind Nation. Thank you so much to Mind Nation for partnering with me on this very important series. And I do hope that um, you learned a lot from our episodes. I sure did. This is 
is Paano Ba to the Podcast, a Spotify exclusive produced by me, Bianca Gonzalez, and Anima Podcasts. Please do tag me in your posts if you have any favorite takeaway from this episode or this entire series. And by the way, if you want to start your own podcast as well, please check out Anchor. It's free and super easy to start your own podcast. Till our next episode, stay safe, supers, and remember, you matter.